think it's because of the five-year difference. Right. For sure. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Because she... Hello everyone, my name is Jasmine Naomi. I am host of the Solely Human podcast. I have my sister here with me, so I'm really, I'm really hyped about that. But Solely Human is a podcast where we hold a safe space and we kind of just talk about the human experiences that we share that connect us all. But we also acknowledge that uh, we're also soul and soul is what connects us to ourselves, to the people around us and the universe around us. So. Uh, today I'll be talking with my little sister, Roshan, and uh, let's get to it. Let's do this. If you guys ever tuned into the audio episodes we had before we went video, she did talk a little bit about her journey. And so today we're going to talk about a shared experience that we have being uh, our parents. <laughs> I don't know why I said dun, it with dun, that dun. face. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, uh... Before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you, now that we have a face to the name. My name is Roshan Sajadi. I was born March 4, 2002. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Me and Jasmine are actually five years apart, um, which I think is too long. Agreed. Just, yeah. I think, I feel like two, three years apart is a good... Yeah, because like the five-year gap, it's like you're constantly in different phases. Yeah. And so you're just annoying most of the time. I don't think we've ever been in the same phase. For those no. of you who don't know, I am married. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, I am not single woman living. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we've ever been in the same phase. But this recently, we've learned to, I guess, be okay with that and get along. It wasn't until a few years ago where we started to get along. Yeah, probably when you got into your 20s, to be honest. Yeah. And how old are you now? I'm 21. Right. So a year ago. A year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like two-ish years, but and yeah. I think it's because of the five-year difference. Right. For sure. Right. So because those of you who are planning on having kids, I would say space it out like two to three years old max. Yeah, because if I'm in high school... You're in junior high, I'm in college, you're in high school. So. Yeah. So we, fun fact guys, we tried to figure out her sun and, I mean her rising and her moon uh, before this episode because I was like, okay, we're gonna say your age, you know. Uh, do you wanna tell them your sign? I'm a Pisces, very emotional, cry about everything, um, people pleaser, complete people pleaser. Um, but those things, I also feel like, you know, we can all relate sometimes. Yeah. But, um. You're not a crier. That's not true. I am. I'm just not going to cry in front See, of you. I, okay, let me, okay. Pisces, I think we show our emotions willingly. So. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. I. She is a Libra. So she We love the balance. Emotions. I don't. I just take space on my own to process them, and then I come back when I'm mm. ready. So my husband is a Libra as well, and I I do see that in the male Libra space as well. Yes, like Needing I don't need to take your space. Right. I don't need to do this right now. I'm kind of like trying to figure it out up here. I wouldn't even know what to say or do. I'm just gonna take some time and then come back when I'm ready. Yeah. So my little sister, five years under me, she's a Pisces. Right now she is in. Nursing school. Yes. Um, and yeah, just recently got married. Yeah. It's been a year now, right? Since it's been the... a year. We legally got married um, in September of 2022. And we got married, like had a wedding in June mm -hmm. of 2023. So technically speaking, we've been married for a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So, um, if one of you guys can comment what my rising and all of that is, <laughs> I was born March 4, 2002, born at noon in Riverside, California. 
because I don't want to pay for something to. Tell I you I I told her we could do it. We got a little distracted, but we're probably gonna try and figure it after this because now it's gonna bother me. I am a Libra. Is my sun sign. My rising is a Sagittarius, and my moon is in Gemini. So for those of you that are into astrology, I um, hear Gemini's are dangerous. Everyone has their. There's own a spirit. song about that. Have you heard that? I have. I know what you're talking about. Why are you always such a Gemini? <laughs> yes, I have heard that. But um, everyone has their own experience with, with, with different signs. I will say um, I've had a pretty bad experience with a Gemini. But I've also had an amazing experience with a Gemini. So What month is that? June. It's either May into June or June into July. Hmm. It's a summer I baby. I think I know too many Gemini. I only know two, aside from myself, but like their sun sign. Mm. So, uh, us being five years apart, me being the firstborn, my little sister being the secondborn, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the birth order, but like the order that you are born in will say a lot kind of about your personality because the dynamics between your parents and you kind of plays a part in that. So, Rashan and I always talk because <laughs> we had two different experiences and... Our mom is from Mexico and our dad is from Iran. And so there's like two different cultural worlds there, different in some ways, the same in other ways, uh, coming together full force um, with two girls. And also uh, we were raised Seventh-day Adventist, which is a denomination of Christianity. So then you throw that in there and then you have us. <laughs> completely different people what cracks me up is that she remembers a lot of things that I don't um, but even to this day so like as adults we have different very different relationships with our parents um, but before we talk about like our togetherness at home if you were to describe kind of your way of existing like your personality how would you describe it in your relationships, how you see the world? I think it's changed a lot from when I was a kid, but I am very, like, I think I'm loving. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a giver, so like, I give a lot to the people that I really care about, and I'm very loyal. Um, I am a people pleaser, which is, part of my loving side, but the more, I guess, like toxic part where I always want people to like me just because I guess um, not being liked scares me because I want everyone to be happy, mm -hmm. I think. So people pleaser working on it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. How would you describe me? Because it's changed. <laughs> I would it's say changed. all of that's accurate. Yeah. I would say all of that is accurate. I think that you are all of those things. Definitely loyal, caring, loving. I think that you're very, uh, like, driven. Mm. Some of the stuff she does for class, I'm like, I could never. And she just does it. Like, sits there, does it. She'll be, like, one second, like, completely breaking down. And next, she's, like, doing homework. So... <laughs> Kind of what you gotta do. You just when, gotta do it, right? When school is like a hundred thousand dollars. Right, <laughs> you don't have right. An option, but I would also say that you're pretty tapped into like other people's feelings um, and the things going on around you. But I'd also be like, sometimes I will tell her something that is I'm distraught, and then at the end of the phone call, she's like, "Damn." <laughs> I mean. Sometimes. <laughs> because she's not good at showing her emotions, what she does, I'm like, what do I do with this information? Because I don't know how to cater to her yet. I'm still trying to get a gauge on that. So I feel like if I over, like, bored, go like, oh my gosh, what do you need from me? Like, this and that. She'll be, like, freaked out and never tell me anything again. That's true, actually. So That's if true. I just say, damn, <laughs> That's it a good shows point. that I care, but, like... <laughs> yeah that's a good point it doesn't scare her away but I would say all of that's accurate I would say all of that's accurate for sure I think that you really have people's backs I think that's a really big part about you um, yeah. your family's back your friends back you just really care about the people in your life so. I'm very emotional but I don't yes. think that's a bad thing it's not that's I think not. our parents would say it's a bad thing and we'll get into that <laughs> they told true. me it's a bad thing 
I don't think so. I mean, I just, you know, I'm very passionate about things. And so I, you know. That's true. That's yeah. true. You definitely um, will feel strongly about things and like express that. So yeah. yeah, some people would say emotional. Some people would say sensitive. Some people would say, you know, depending on who's talking, it can be either a positive thing or a negative thing. But yeah, I definitely think it's a strength. So it's my personality, Jasmine. Uh, I think I also care very deeply. Um, for the people in my life. So I would say I um, have a lot of love to give. I would say I can be pretty stubborn. I'm working on that. It's a journey. <laughs> uh, I would say I'm pretty creative, like artsy, and but not just in things, like just, you know, in seeing the world. Um, mm. I see a lot of, I don't know, art and stuff. Um, this is weird. Why did we do this? Why did I ask you to? <laughs> I don't know. Those are all accurate, though. Um, I have a lot of empathy. I had a lot of empathy. I am a social worker. I'm a clinical therapist, so that's what I do. I support others and create a space for others to kind of work through their stuff, and I love it because I'm able to connect with them. But it also, as I'm, as I'm a clinician, it's been like three years now, I'm continuing to learn how to, like, set those boundaries internally so it doesn't eat at me because mm. with the clients, any clients that I've had up to this point, it's so easy to feel connected to their experience. The hard part is disconnecting from that experience. So like the balance is how do I um, keep that? Cause I do think it's a good thing to be able to like empathize and stuff. How do I keep that, but then leave it there. Um, and so I've had to learn over the past couple years, you know, as part of the healing journey, how to separate my experience from other people's experience, even friends, family members, like to protect your inner peace, you gotta. I'm Otherwise, still working on that. I think that's the difference with us too. Yeah, I would say that's yeah. the difference, but like it took a long time to learn that and it's still like a thing, like it's a constant intentional reminder thing. Like it's not easy to do because once you feel someone else and you're supporting someone else or you just care about this person, um, disconnecting kind of feels like maybe you're saying I don't care and then you start to feel guilty and then you start to feel like what kind of friend am I, what kind of partner am I, what kind of nurse or clinician am I? But it's like actually that's pretty healthy. It's pretty healthy because everyone else's experiences is not all mine to carry, yeah. you know? So that's how I would describe myself. I guess. I do like balance. Libra is all about balance. And I know it's like each sign has their own like basic word that would describe them. I do value that. I'm still trying to figure that out as an adult between like everything in life, just balancing everything. Mm. Who would you say you're more like, mom or dad? <laughs> <laughs> Growing up my whole life, I would have said mom. Okay. I kind of see myself in dad now. Okay. Which is weird. Um, I think now I'm in between. But I guess growing up, I'd always say mom because she's the more like sensitive one. Um, she talks about her emotions, this and that. But then growing up and maturing, I've realized dad has a lot of emotions. He just doesn't show them. Yes. But he is as sensitive, I guess. Yes. You guys are definitely more like you and dad, like completely the same person. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to see a little bit of myself in dad. Like things bother dad and like he's very sensitive to things. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I've seen mom, like she'll get sad about something. And then the next second she's like, all right, like it doesn't bother me. Or she can let things go so easily. Mm -hmm. And I admire her for that. Mm -hmm. I take a little bit more time. And I think dad does too, but he just doesn't. So I, I've seen how sensitive he really is. He's really sensitive. He is. But he does not show it. Like you would have never thought this big Iranian, oh, he's not big, this Iranian guy, <laughs> he's shorter <laughs> than me. <laughs> this Iranian guy would ever like be sensitive, but I really think he is. And he, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the more like cultural norm on his end, right? Like. And in that way, I think the, you know, 
Mexican culture can be similar. But yeah, why would he show his emotions? Of course not. Why? Why would anything upset me? Why would anything be an inconvenience to me? Why would I show other people that I'm feeling anything? Um, Sometimes, know. occasionally, I'll get the, oh, that's sad from him. He'll say that. <laughs> that's the only emotion I get out of him is sometimes I'll be like, that's sad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Keep going, our, and then he'll, he'll stop at that. Our dad is... Um, He's definitely a little bit more in tune now than he was before, but definitely has difficulty communicating anything, to be honest. He, his love language, across the board, acts Actions. of service. Oh, yeah. Yep. Acts of service. Acts of service, because he just doesn't have the words. He, he will do everything for us. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Whether it's around the house, our cars, mm -hmm. he is constantly doing something to show us he cares. Mm -hmm. But it's hard when that's not, <laughs> when on the receiving end, that's not your, you know, right. love language. Right, But right. I have to be aware of that. Like, he yes. shows love differently. Yes, I have to remind myself, too, because, um, and in his defense, and none of this is, like, shade. This is our experience and the observations that we have. But, like, even in his family, there wasn't that. There wasn't, like, validation. There wasn't a lot of warmth. There wasn't a lot of connecting. Um, so naturally, like we all do, if we don't have that example, if we don't have that experience, how are we going to know how to do it? We're not. So we're going to find other ways to do it. And his is definitely acts of service. Yeah. He's not the lovey-dovey type. He's not. At our wedding dance, <laughs> I did one with my dad. At the same time, my husband and his mom were doing their dance, right? And my husband and his mom are all crying. And my dad's cracking jokes the whole time, like, this song is long. <laughs> when is it going to be over? Because he doesn't do good he in vulnerable do, situations. Mm -mm. He feels uncomfortable. And that's fine. I'll give it to him. Mm -hmm. A little, like, um, I guess, background on our dad. He was born in Iran. He came over, I think, when he was 12 without family. So they kind of just sent him away while his brother was staying behind, you know, I could see, like, why is my brother getting to stay with my parents when they're sending me away? But that's mm -hmm. what happened. I think it was around the time of the war, and so they didn't, in a way, they were trying to care for our dad. They didn't want him to have to, you know, serve in that condition. So sent him over with his uncle here in Irvine and basically then went to a boarding school, actually. I think he went, I can't tell which one, I forgot which one happened first was in a boarding school, so without nurture or love, no family, basically, and grew up in those conditions all the way through high school and was very, had to be very independent, had to do things on his own. And so he just never got, you know, the parents that will show you love will, because they were in a different country. So I definitely understand that, and that's why he's probably the way he is. But if he never received it, how is he going to, you know, so it makes him uncomfortable for sure. Like, I'll hug him. If I hug him too long, he's like, eh, like, get off of me. So, this, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing, though, like this whole being able to understand and empathize why your parent does what they do, that took a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, that took like a long time. <laughs> It's been like a couple years for me, but it's like you grow up with your parents, right? And they do things a certain way. And I, at least for me and dad, for the longest time, like this, all the time. They were their worst enemies. It was bad. <laughs> and now we know it's because we're the same person. But yeah. it's also just you don't, as a kid, you know, you don't think about these things, nor should you really have to. But it's kind of like you don't think about these things. And then later you start to meet you start to realize like, hmm, you start to make these connections and it just becomes very clear, you know, like, like why. That you, makes sense. That yeah. makes yeah. sense. You have a lot of like understanding as to why they do or say things they do. And then it's like a glimpse of like, my parent is just a human too. Like my yeah. dad is just a human. My mom is just a human. And I feel like at least for me, I grew up, I grew up like, you know, they make it, they made it kind of seem like 
Or I guess sometimes you see your parents as like superheroes, like mm -hmm. they are this and that. And so then when they don't live up to whatever your expectation is, you're like angry or sad or confused and then realize you're like, nope, they're actually just human like you and me. And yeah. they did the best they could. And I think that accepting that, that your parents did the best they could provides a lot of healing because mm -hmm. then you're able to understand like, my mom, my dad was just a human being and she was doing her best and um, she they gave it their best. Yeah, so. I think maturing is realizing what they did do to show us that they loved us. Mm -hmm. And just so you guys know, our parents are not horrible people. <laughs> No, For those who don't, I don't think know we them. gave off that vibe. Okay, but just wanted to throw that out there. No. Our parents are amazing people. They're you know, great. They always provided for us. Um, and yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. No, they're great. But yeah. as a words of affirmation girly, <laughs> and I think sometimes gifts kind of girly, I was lacking a lot. <laughs> Yes. In that department growing up. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, dad, he would not show any of his emotions. He wouldn't tell you he cared about you or like say I love you. But yeah. looking back, I have to see for my own inner peace. Mm -hmm. Wait, he literally does everything for us. He mm -hmm. makes sure that the second any light in our car comes on, <laughs> it's like he comes out of nowhere. He just spawns there. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got you. And I have friends where, like, <laughs> I see their lights are on for, like, months. <laughs> and I'm, like, in my head, I'm, like, where's your dad? But their dad shows love in other ways, like, mm -hmm. with love and stuff. Like, with saying I love you. So I have to really, like, realize, oh, wow, he really does love me. He does care about me. Mm -hmm. He shows it in this way, mm -hmm. even if I'm a words of affirmation person. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yeah, I think it definitely provides more healing. I think my my experience growing up was a lot different than yours, though. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, with the first, they never know how to react. They never know what to do. So I think when they realized you guys were arguing a lot, <laughs> something wasn't right. I think that's when they said, you know what, for this next kid... <laughs> Let's be a little bit more Let's gentle. Chill. Let's chill out. Yeah, I mean, I definitely still got in arguments, but not as much. I think in my teenage years, I argued a lot more with mom, and I think it's just the similar personality kind of thing. Yeah. What's interesting is because dad struggled to give words of affirmation, um, that is my love language, as in I need that. Yeah. Um, I don't give that. I'm also kind of like acts of service and quality time and gift giving. Not a lot of words. I've learned to do that because it's like most humans need that. But I do not. Why are you smiling like that? Because that's exactly dad's. <laughs> yeah, well, because. No, he needs words. He doesn't yes. tell you, but he needs words. Yes. So I always make sure mom, because mom sucks too at giving words sometimes. And sometimes, so sometimes he'll like make her a dinner, like dinner or something. Uh -huh. And she's like, okay. And she's like, had a long day. And I'm like, mom, tell him like, thank you. And she's like, oh, my honey, thank you so much. Uh, and he's like, eh, but I know deep down he, he needs it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You so, guys are the same person. That's crazy. But because that's like what my example was. That was my experience. So, you know, naturally later as an adult, I need those words of affirmation like so crucially and when I don't get them I'll start to doubt like how the other person feels about me you know um, and then that's when like my anxious attachment will kick in yeah but um so it's similar him and I are similar for that reason but I also think yes because I was um first they definitely uh trial run trial run uh I always tell her I'm like I paved the way for you <laughs> half the things you were allowed to do I was never allowed to do like are you kidding me absolutely not so it was like they gave their full force and full energy into me and then by the time you got here they were all like out of energy that. out you of energy say that but I swear in high school you were never home 
ever. Because I didn't want to be home. Yeah, but in high school, I wanted to be home. Like, I just sometimes, most of the time. So I think that's why they were like, okay, like, obviously, if she wants to do this, it's like a once in a lifetime. You were always gone. Then I remember mom telling me, one of her friend's moms told mom, like, hey, like, <laughs> can you take your <laughs> Come child? Come get your kid. So I think she needs to realize that, like, when you're always gone and then but, constantly asking to go with your friends and not being home, no, no, so no, no, many no, no, family no, no. events, she was not there as far as the Iranian side. I remember being there alone all the time, getting because my I cheeks like this. Because I didn't want to go. Because, well, you mom, think I wanted to But go. mom, dad, and I had our own issues that you didn't. So mm. I think, one, they probably understood why I didn't want to be around. But two... It's not like I was out, <laughs> I was in drama, I was in like this um, Don't play this spiritual game group. Bro. I was in the same amount of groups as you were, plus doing oboe, which don't even remind me and about And I oboe. was doing piano, and I was doing choir, and I was singing. So it's like all these things I was doing where I think they find it, found it within themselves to justify because it was building my character, right? These are all positive community things. But I just didn't want to be there, but you didn't have the same issues with them. So it was like, all right, it's uncomfortable for you. But I was like, I would rather smash my head into a wall than go to this mm. event. I would rather... <laughs> What's that meme? <laughs> I would rather... Drop Tabasco in my eyeball. What the? I've never heard that in my life. Whoever, <laughs> whoever started so that needs clinical help. They go to the social events. I don't know. I saw it on a meme the other day and I was like cracking up. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we just had different reasons for it. Like mm. before you showed up, you know, there were things that I was battling at the age of five. No, not really, but. <laughs> also, I don't know if David has anything to play into it. So, yeah. Um, probably, probably, because I'll go clinical for a second. Um, the more, so if you are experiencing a traumatic event at a young age, or if the people around you are experiencing a traumatic age, a traumatic event at a young age and you're there for it, um, that actually does impact you. So it impacts you because what they're experiencing, what your parents are experiencing, you will be experiencing as well, basically. So when I was, I think I was six, you were like one, maybe two? I was two. I remember two? a little bit, yeah. So, which is a trip. I don't remember anything before age six mm -hmm. or seven. So Again, when I was... experiences will stick with When you. I was around... Six or seven, uh, we had a younger brother that was younger than Roshan, and he passed. And so I won't get into details and kind of just like, you know, respect their privacy. But so then at that age, when I was around six or seven, mom and dad were going through that. And you were also going through that, which uh, clinically, some would say that actually would have a bigger impact on you because of the developmental phase that you were in at that like baby, baby age, but it definitely impacted mom and dad's like stress levels, their um, connection to each other, to self, and therefore to me, to you. So maybe. I think it affected both of us in the way that, and mom, you know, God bless her heart. Like she feels guilty, but it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, but people had to watch us when mm -hmm. she was at the hospital, so. Well, in general, working, when she yeah, was working. Yeah, exactly, and that's like one of her biggest guilt things, um, which again, we're all human, mm -hmm. you know, we live and we learn, but um, I mean, I, that's probably where some of our anxiety comes from. By the way, we're both anxious people. <laughs> I don't know if you're depressed, I am clinically depressed. <laughs> Um, let's see, what else can we name out there? No, that's basically it as far as mental health. I have a lot of other health issues, but mentally. I have, I have worked through a lot of the anxiety. I feel like genuinely the ADHD is what gets me more now as far as like efficiency and that causes feelings of anxiety sometimes, but I really feel like diving into the spiritual has helped me a lot, mm. but it definitely kicks in hardcore sometimes. So, um. Yeah, but I feel like mom and dad are both anxious people too, you know? Yeah, but I think like that experience probably did have something with us to do. You know, like yeah. we see 
I don't remember much of like mom and dad's reaction. I just remember being there for some things, mm -hmm. but for you, maybe like you remember, I don't know if mom and dad were more withdrawn or like, cause they had other things or we were always being watched by someone else. So her specifically, um, I think our mom was either in school. I think she was in school. She and was in so school for the first our two or three years our of Our grandparents basically raised Jasmine at those ages. So, and those, you know, develop, developmentally are like very important ages. So I think for Jasmine, when you're constantly seeing someone that's not your parent, you know, and then it takes a while to actually get to that point, it probably messed her up a bit. <laughs> I mean, I have the utmost love for my grandparents. If I talk about it too much, I'll cry. Yeah, but um, they're no longer with us. So, but yeah, um, it's not I don't know. The same though. There's a bunch of things to consider. It's not the same. You're right. It's it's amazing and special in a different way and it's completely different. But there's a lot of things I think for sure that like contribute to one, how a person grows up, who they are as an adult, um, how they are in their relationships, because everything we experience uh, family-wise, trauma-wise, will show up in your relationships. That's scary. In your partner. <laughs> That's, that's the reality. Scary. The wanting to be a mom, that's so scary. Like, any little thing I do, and it's not like, oh, like, at least, like, until they're talking, like, I'm, no, any little thing you do will shape who they become. And that's really scary. And also makes me think, how did serial killers grow up? All right. That's <laughs> no, a whole. No, I'm being serious. That's like, a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, crime podcast coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, I'll touch on this briefly and then we'll, we'll move forward. But before, in my time as a clinician, I worked for a year with foster youth outpatient. And then I did a year with the justice involved. So they were in and out of jail, prison, severe mental illness, co-occurring disorders, meaning you also have a substance abuse disorder. And then a year back now with my, my foster kids at the group home. But period. In that <laughs> period. In that time when I was working for the county, uh, all of my clients that were there, they're there because uh, either they were required to be there by the court or yeah, that, that, that was usually <laughs> No one Most wanted to the, be there. Pretty much, pretty much. Some of them were really open to the, the healing process and the therapy, and others were kind of just like, mm, I don't care about you, and I'm just here because I don't want to go back to jail. So I will say that I had a variety of, like, um, what was it called? Charges. Tiny things, big things, like, from petty theft to, like, second-degree murder and everything in which way in between. No one that came into my office for therapy with those charges, none of my clients came in without a trauma history. Mm. That across the board was the one connection I saw there. All walks of, li all walks of life, all different ages, all different races, cultures, all different, um, experiences that got them there, but they all had a history of trauma. And that was just so sad, maybe eye angry, eye-opening. And it was just so much to see all the time because I was like, these people, these human beings, all of them with a good heart. I didn't have one bad experience. In my 60 plus clients, like maybe like two to three of them, I was like, eh. but all of, most of them, the majority of them had such a good heart and it hurt me to see them in such a position because I couldn't even put two and two together, to be honest, the person that was sitting in my and office to be able to go out and do what he was, what he or she was charged with was like eye-opening, just mind-blowing to me. I'm like, who, who is that person? And uh, it kind of made a lot of sense to me as far as like hearing what these people went through in their lifetime. They didn't really have a chance 
to begin with, the ones that had trauma starting from the beginning. And that's where we talk about generational trauma, like the cycle of trauma where your parents, right, they weren't given opportunities, they weren't given a safe space, their basic needs weren't met. So how are they supposed to get to adulthood and make good choices, safe choices, treat people well, treat themselves yeah. well, and then they have kids. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> but I will yeah. say that I'm, I'm hoping to break the, you know, Something. Yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> and let me just say that if you have parents who maybe don't show you the love language that you crave, that you need, I guess give it to yourself first. And if that's not enough, <laughs> you can't do that. Find, you know, a loved one that you think is able to do that. And so... Like Jasmine, she's very against sucks at showing her emotions. But Bro, stop saying that. That's like a blanket statement. I do not suck at showing my emotions. I suck at showing my emotions to my little sister. That's a different story. I heavily okay. rely on the people in my life that, you know, have grown with me and I am proud of that. Because then I'm, I'm sharing my experience then. That's fair. But <laughs> if there's a day that I'm like, I just need, you know, I need someone to tell me I'm doing a good job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least I have my husband and I have Jasmine to tell me that because they know that I need that. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't go to my parents for other things, you know, mm -hmm. and don't get other things from them. Because mom, she's, she's, she gives words, I think, sometimes. What Ma is our mom gifts? I would, uh, no. Mom is words of affirmation and physical touch. Mm. Our mom, to be honest, anytime I've talked about my mom, I would just see mom as like a ball of light. <laughs> she is just so full of light and so full of peace Always and tranquility. Happy. It pisses me off. Always like, happy. Bro, Too happy. How are you this positive? Too happy. This early. I'm a morning person, but she's like a dawn person. Like at the, the she's moment She's always of dawn. a person. She goes to person, sleep. Period. Goes to sleep um, at <laughs> peace, um, exuberating light and love. Wakes up. She's always singing love. and she's the only one in the family who can't sing. <laughs> we were just talking about this last night. She's always singing. Um, and I'm like, can you just be sad for one minute with me? <laughs> Please. No, she, I would say she is what holds our family together. That woman. Yeah, she's um, the glue for sure. She, yeah, she's an amazing both of our parents are truly amazing and our dad just really takes on that role of like supporter and provider and he does not miss a beat. And our mom really steps into that of like wanting to give love always, but we're just different. So I'm like, all right, I get it, I get it. But um, both of them show their love in, in different ways. And yeah. she's just, I have never met anyone Mom like and I are very similar, but even she's too much. In therapy, in my own therapy, I always describe Roshan and my mom as squishy. They're so squishy and soft and warm and gooey. And uh, my dad and I are less Can't of that. Can't handle us, basically. It's a journey. It's a journey. Um, she's, she's the extra mile, though, beyond me. Like, extra squishy. Yes. yes. Like, someone can cross her. <laughs> She'll be like, it's all right. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, like, I, I have somewhat boundaries. So I'm like, mom, like, you can't just let them do that. And she's like, oh, I don't care. Like, I'm like, they're just going to cross you again. Okay. She does not care. She okay. does not care. So, and here's the thing. <laughs> and we might have to do a part two because we could continue to get into this all day. But um, that is the part that I think I struggle with mom the most it drives me crazy that she is so patient and she is so giving and she is so loving and open all the time because I'm like, for me, I've had to learn how to undo that. Like the people pleasing, the boundaries, the, um, uh, it was like- The lack not, of confrontation. It was, yes, it was not a good thing for me. Like if anything, it was causing more anxiety, more stress. Mm. And so I had to unwire that and rewire it to be, no, I have boundaries. I'm cool with this and not cool with that. Mm, I'm going to put my time here and not there. Mm, you know, and so I'm going to stop giving so much all the time to all the people around me because I'm not 
giving to myself and I'm running on empty and that's not fair to me. And so I'm still trying to find a balance between giving and empathizing and making time and space and energy for the people that I feel are deserving of that in my life because they give that to me as well. And so it's like, it causes a lot of anxiety, like rebuilding that for myself. Um, and so it's a strength she has. I think- To some extent. Yeah, to some extent it's a strength to she has. To some extent, yeah. But the, the reason I think that for her, it doesn't really, she doesn't really get screwed over in her mind is because she and my dad both are heavily tapped into their spirituality. Um, they wake up every morning and start their day with God and they finish their day with God. And so I think that for her, her interpretation of her own spirituality is that this is who she is. This is what she does. She gives and she's community and she is always ready for that. And that's her world. And that's what works for her because we don't really see her stressed out. Like we don't really see her struggling with these things. And so another part of like learning and growing and healing has had to be that for me, okay, mom, that works for you. That's her world. Yeah. And if it's not in, in therapy would say, if it's not impairing your daily functioning, like then you're good. Like that's just what works for her. <laughs> it impairs mine. <laughs> right. I go to her and I'm like, mom, this isn't okay. You need to set boundaries. And she's like, oh, this, like she's just, and I tell her, I've been asking her to go, by the way, our mom is a therapist, but of has 20 plus never, years. ever been a therapist. Why would you expose her like that? Why? Because. How is it exposing? That's her business. Well, she's happy. That's, that's she true. Like I said, she's That's a, what she tells me. She's the happiest. So I'm like, I tell her, and I, I'm sure she practices what she teaches in her own life. So that's probably why she feels like she doesn't Through her it. spirituality. Yeah. Through her spirituality. Like that brings the most um, healing for her and peace for her and uh, but I try to hold my own therapy sessions with her because I'm like you know maybe I'm on the never other works. side they say never do therapy with family <laughs> yeah but um her excuse is I'm happy <laughs> and she is it it so okay when you come to do a mental health assessment we do the assessment right and basically we're trying to see where in the areas of life you are struggling due to such and such yeah um if she were to come into my office and she were to tell me her life story and she were to talk with me about her life right now, her career, her family, um, her community, um, I wouldn't be able to find impaired functioning. Like she, yeah. it works for her. She does what she does and she's happy there. So um, I guess what works for you. But yeah, right. Maybe and it's my kind of like thing that I got to work on. Yes, you are projecting. <laughs> you are projecting. But it's hard because again, it's that thing of like we hold other people responsible or we feel and see things a certain way, right? So then we want them to understand and see this, but in reality, we're each experiencing our own individual journey and what's going to bring me inner peace is not what's going to bring you inner peace. Yeah. What's going to bring her inner peace is not what's going to bring dad inner peace. And it's like understanding to let go because when we don't let go that's at least when I have found myself panicking because I've connected myself to someone else and I'm starting to hold myself responsible for their emotions when I'm not I'm not responsible how you feel about how you feel and to be honest to think and I had to do this with my therapist this took a while for me to get here but to think that I would hold um, the place and magnitude to be responsible for you and how you're feeling and experiencing things is kind of like an ego-driven concept because who am I to think that I have um, everything that you need to be happy or to experience peace? Like, that's not my place, you know? That's your journey. And, like, the whole world does not revolve around me. It, like... In my life it does, right? What I do and, and who I experience and where I put my time and energy, that's my decision to make. Yeah. So that had to be like a letting go thing and that took a while, which is still a reminder because it's like you want to so bad, you know? You want her to see and feel things the way you do, but she won't because she's a different person. So what versions do you think you got that I didn't and that I got and you didn't of mom and dad? I 
I'm very thankful to the both of them, to be honest, because I think I, I got so much good from both of them. I would say um, from my dad, <laughs> from my dad, I think I got um, like this sense of independence, but also humor. I'm funny as fuck. <laughs> I hate you. But that comes from I think my dad. I'm the funny one. Bro, but... please. Please. Come on. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Oh my God. Get out. Get out. Um, yeah, the sense of independence. He's so funny, you guys. He's funny. He is He's funny. so funny. I think I got this sense of independence, but I also got the extrovert from dad. So my ability to, oh, yeah. to talk with people and to make connections quickly and just make people feel comfortable, I think dad gave me that. I think um, mom gave me the ability to empathize. And um, yeah, she gave me the ability to empathize and really connect. So uh, that's really special. That's really special, both of those things. Mm -hmm. I would say mom also gave me the people pleasing and dad gave me the uh, um, stubborn, stubborn attitude. Yeah, I don't so. give a fuck energy. <laughs> the polar opposite right. of energy. And then, you know, spirit universe within me and around me has intertwined all of this. And so now I would say I'm really proud of who I am. And I could not say that a couple of years ago. But it's an ongoing journey because we continue mm. to change. People come in and out. Experiences come in and out. We we of ourselves come in and out. So, yeah. But um, to wrap it all up, I don't know how we should wrap it all up. <laughs> I think we covered a lot. We did, and there's so and much there's more. And there's so much so more. There's so much more. That's Depending the, on how much this blows up. The, <laughs> how much this we'll blows make up. a part two. This will probably make a part two regardless. Sorry to disappoint. It's going to happen. All right, well, the Could three be. loyal followers. <laughs> My three, you know, it's funny because Jasmine's like, don't expose her. And I'm like, to who? <laughs> There's like three people watching and they're probably her closest friends who already know all this stuff. Stop. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I have my people. I have exactly. my followers and so, I love you guys well, She's like, don't so expose her acting like there's hundreds of thousands of people watching. Well, one, we're manifesting. So at some point. At some point, I will You will have exposed her. That. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, okay, mom, I love you. On that note, um, parents or parents is the term I like to use because it could be your grandparents, your uncle, um, a family friend, your guardians. mom, your dad, your yes. That sounds so legal, though. It sounds like Guardians of the Galaxy. I would have never gone there. I immediately oh. went to a courtroom. But yeah, that too. Two that kinds too. of people. Anyway, I didn't actually see the the new one yet. That is. I don't be seeing. Hey, give me like a year. Show her emotions. She will with that movie. So good. <laughs> okay, guys. She finally started crying recently. Rashan, okay, this is your experience. I've been for a year, and I'm so proud of that. So why did you say recently? Oh, I'm in tune with my emotions when you're watching stuff now. Well, that was just me putting it out there at that time. Oh. But I've been tapped in for like what feels like ever. I mean, not ever, like a year maybe. But I watched Brother Bear last night. I cried. I cried. Just thinking about it, it makes me want to cry again. Anyway, that movie got me. That movie got me. Um, so uh, everyone has different experiences with the people that took care of them. And I think that as we grow older, learning that they're only humans too, just provides a lot of understanding and healing, you know, for our journey. But uh, And be kind to them. Yeah, well, be kind. But that's something that comes from like your own healing because it's yeah. so hard to do that. Like if you haven't, when you're like, they ruined my life. Like yes, no, but like, and it's hard to do that when you haven't like been able to let go of things. Um, basically, it's adjusting your expectations for people understanding that we are only human. Yeah, beings. we're not parents. We don't understand how it is. That's true. To have a whole person's you know life in our hands. Yeah. So no I kidding. think we have to put ourselves in their shoes and. Be like, they've done a lot for us. Mm -hmm. They literally put us in private school, paid for all of these lessons. Like, mm -hmm. when we asked to do an activity, they'd like pay for it. And so, looking back, you just have to see the good in it and realize that if it's not one thing, it could have been another thing. 
you know. And for those that had maybe very different experiences that we did and um, maybe with whoever was taking care of you, maybe it wasn't even safe. I can honestly say that we were safe. For those that maybe you didn't have a safe upbringing and you're working through that, I would say that before even thinking about who it was that was taking care of you, your safety and your needs and your healing is the priority first. Um, because not everyone had our experiences and everyone just has different lives. And so whatever that looked like for you, your own safety from within is the priority. So whatever you need to do to get there, do that. And then whether or not you decide to invite these people into your space, that's a choice for them to make. So um, everyone's doing their own thing and trying to do their best. I think you owe yourself happiness and peace. Yeah, and that looks different for everyone, and so. Yeah, just do what you gotta do to achieve that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming and talking with me. Last exposure of the episode. Oh God. That's water. <laughs> I know, that's why there's still bags under my eyes. It is not in fact coffee, and I really wish it was. We didn't have time to get some on the way over here. Also, for my nails, I'm gonna get them done soon. Bro, no one's looking at your nails. Well, now they are. <laughs> Well, now they are, and we're You're almost done. You're gonna rewind so, it. Anyway, I was like, let me get you something to drink because I'm gonna be drinking water, so. You didn't drink water at all, actually. I did. I never saw you drink water. That's concerning. Roll the tape. That's concerning. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Solo Human Podcast. My name is Jasmine Naomi, and I am your host. Episodes release every Friday, and <clears throat> I am thankful to the original music that you're listening to, which is by Nathan Salau, and for Kevin Spire with helping me with all the video, Kevin. audio world. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. As you go into your week, I hope that you practice empathy with yourself the way you would other people. And uh, yeah. Shout out the design, shout out the design. When this video airs, um, you're gonna see this sick ass logo. So thank you to Ismari, shout out for the artwork. Ismari! <laughs>